Hey church, welcome to a new live stream on Just a Little Word. So today, we got a good message. And you know, I'm vertical again, just for the reason that I like the scenery. So, today, we got a good message that is guided by God. So, today we're going to be in Deuteronomy 7, uh, Deuteron Deuteronomy 7, 6 through 11. I know that's a big read, but it's well worth it just to know the end result of what God's talking about in this. So, let us read. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you because you were more in numbers than any other people. For ye were the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand, and redeemed you out of the house of Bondim, from the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord thy God he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him, and keep his commandments to a thousand generations, and repayeth them that hate him to their face. To destroy them he will not be slack to him that hateth him. He will repay him to his face. Thou shalt therefore keep the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which I commanded thee this day to do them. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to preach your holy word today, Father. And Lord, bless this word. Bless the, the speaker of the hour, Father. And Lord, let it be so that you would Lord, give me a message, Father, that will speak to the hearts of the people. And Father, let it be guided and directed by the Holy Spirit in you. And Father, let it be so that you would be blessed through this word as well. And Father, bless the message. Bless the people listening today. And Father, open up their hearts to receive the message. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, all I have to say is, you were chosen. It's the same as with when Jesus was choosing the disciples. Think about that. You were chosen by God Almighty himself. That's, that's big, just to think about that. That out of this whole earth, God knew you from the beginning. And plus it does say in the word that even in your mother's womb, I knew you. 
even while you were in there. I ordained you. It just brings it full circle back into this part that we read today. That, like, of course, he's talking to the children of Israel. Of course, I have not read where they were at at that moment before, like, when they got it, when they got the word. But it just brings it back to the fact of when they were walking around the, the mountain. Of course, that was somewhat of their fault. If I'm correct, it actually was their fault. But still in that moment, God still chose them. God still knew where they were going to be, like, let's say, now. He already knew where they were going to be. But God also saw the ones that Jesus would be saving, saying, if the Israelites will only get to this place, then I can bring Jesus. And the same goes with now. God's getting a place set for Jesus. Like, he is making a table for Jesus to show up. That's the thing that you got to think about. Like, read the Old Word, the Old Testament, I meant, and read all that had to be planned and all that had to be set up for Jesus to show up. And then now is no different. It's just the fact that you got to remember that you were chosen by him who created you. That your creator did not rebuke you, but yet he welcomed you. And that's the thing that we got to remember daily, even in the midst of storms. Even in the midst of times where we don't hear God. Even in the midst of times where we feel lonely and don't feel like no one loves us. That's the thing that you got to remember in the midst of all of that. Is that God Almighty himself chose you. That he knew you before he started it all. Like even before the heavens and the earth, he knew you. Even before you were even conceived in your mother's womb, he knew you. That's the thing that you got to remember. And it's, it's the same as when Jesus chose his disciples. He literally looked them in their eyes, and that's all that had to be done. They already knew what he was going to say. They already knew at, at first... They were hesitant, but yet they had a strong compelling to go with him. That was the Holy Spirit. The same is with you and I. We should have a, a calling to follow Jesus. We have the purpose of going, and we should have, like, we should let the Holy Spirit guide us towards Jesus. That's the thing that we should be doing daily, is letting the Holy Spirit move and not stopping Him. Forgive me, the devil's trying to trip me up. 
Lord have mercy. Okay. It's the same as when Jesus said to his disciples, my grace is sufficient. His grace was sufficient back then too. It's like, even before the cross, God had grace. Even before the resurrection, God gave life. Think about those dry bones today. Think about those dry bones. That God said to prophesy over the dry bones in the wilderness. And the prophet did. And they came to life. And even the breath of God came into the, those bones. And those bones did live. And that's the thing about this. God didn't chose, choose you just to choose you. God didn't choose us as Christians just because that he knew that soon we would have great in numbers. He chose us because he chose us. That's just what he chose. And that's what he wanted was that we would be chosen of him. And I like that. That's the thing that you got to remember. And that's the thing that you got to meditate on daily. Is that God chose you even though he knew you. Even though that we were all sinners one day. God looked upon you and said, one day I'll bring you in. One day I'll bring you into my into the fold of all the sheep. And it brings it back to the fact of when Jesus said that I go back to, I leave the 99 to take the one back. For, honestly, if you think you were that one that day, you were one that left, but God brought you back. The same as daily. We sin daily. So of course, you're that sheep daily when you may not fast like you should. You may not pray or go to church like you should. Or you may not spend time with God that day. You are that sheep that left, but yet God seeks you back. It's the same that God seeks the lost and undone. There was one thing I was going to say, but I guess I'm not able to say it. Okay, but the thing is, is that God is with you. And the thing that you got to remember is he chose you. That's why he's still with you. Because if it were for the fact that he did not choose you, but yet you chose him, he would have already got rid of you. If we did not serve a merciful God. For if we did not, I bet you we'd all be dead. We'd all be, excuse me, we'd all be dead for the fact that 
Like, if we did not have a merciful God and a forgiving God, then we'd all perish. But it's the fact that even, even now, God has chosen people. And still, as of this moment, someone's already being chosen. Someone has already been chosen. It's the fact that God is still choosing to this day. He's still choosing his sheep. He's still choosing, like, he's gathering up all the sheep. And then soon he's going to take them all home. For he's led us into green pastures all along. But soon we're going to eat of the feast. It's like you got to think yourself, like you got to think sometimes of yourself as one of God's sheep. Of that he has led you in a green pasture daily. But one day he's going to take you back home. For you've been wandering this earth for so long. But yet one day God's going to take you home. That the shepherd will lead you back home when the time is right. And it's the fact of, like, it's just fascinating when you think about it like that. That you are like a sheep and God is the shepherd. For he lays you down in green pastures, but yet one day he's going to take you back. Take you back to your home that he has prepared for you. Like, I, I don't know about how shepherds and sheeps are and all that, but... I think it would be kind of nice if the shepherds actually uh, fix up the the barns and all that for the sheep. Makes it all nice and all that. If that is so, but even if it isn't, that's what God is doing. That's the type of shepherd that he is. Is that, he said, in my house there are many mansions. If it were not so, then I, wouldn't, I would have told you. The thing is, is that God is preparing your home better than how it was when you left. But yet, I know that we have not yet seen heaven, but yet one day we were in the mind of God. Before we were even created, we were in his, in his mind. And honestly, if you think about that, we were already living by that moment. The moment that we were in God's mind, we lived. But yet it, it was not time for our flesh to be here yet. But yet, of course, this flesh is still dead, but our soul is alive. Think about that. Even though you're living right now, quote living, it's, it's the fact that you got to remember that your flesh is still flesh and... Your soul still has to go back to God. That the one who he thought of from the beginning will come back to him. It's like, you know how you always have a thought and then you forget it like two minutes later? 
and then out of nowhere you get that thought back in your head. That's the same with God. God thought of you, he created you, and then soon he's going to take you back where he dwells. And we need to be like one of the old prophets said in the Old Testament. I wish to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. We should be like that daily. We should strive and want and wish and pray to be in God's house daily. I'm not talking about the church. I'm not talking about all that. I'm talking about actually being in heaven with God. That's God's house. For his temple is his people and his throne is in heaven. Pray and, and wish to be in his throne today. And, like, honestly, you should wish and pray to be in heaven daily. Even though that it may not be your time yet, you should still be wishing and praying for it. For soon it will come true. But only if you're, blood, if you're bought by the blood of the Lamb. For it was a price that day. It was a price. And at that moment, God chose you. And it's like, like in the last message, I said that I truly believe that Jesus saw all of us on the cross that day. God chose you that day. And he saw you and he said, I'm going to save them. Not for their sake, but for my name's sake so that they may glorify me and they may serve me and that I would be their God and they would be my people. For in Revelations it says that it talks about that, about the fact that uh, that he would be their God and they will be his people. It because all from Genesis to Revelations speaks of Jesus and his goodness, speaks of his kindness, speaks of his mercy, speaks of his, his just judgment, and it speaks of his love. I bet if you sum up the Bible in about maybe one or two words, it would be God's love. I think that's probably the best way to sum up the whole Bible. Because from the beginning of the book to the end of the book, it starts and ends with love. Even in between of all the books, there's a little bit of not so good things happening. But it still begins and ends with love. And it still... Even though the beginning didn't really seem good, the end result is victory. That's the thing that you got to remember. The end result is victory. Even though that the storm may look kind of bad now, even though that the storm may seem very scary, I should say, you need to remember that there's victory. 
And plus, if I'm correct, there's an old song uh, called Victory in Jesus. You need to remember that daily. So, you know, it brings it back. It brings it back to the fact.